If you find yourself in a season of life right now where you just really don't like your body, maybe even to the point that you find yourself having a hard time taking care of and nourishing it, then I want you to stick around because in today's conversation, I am joined by Amy Reinecke, host of the Love Your Body Well podcast. And together, she and I are going to show you what it looks like to learn to appreciate, nourish, and maybe even enjoy your right now body. By the end of this episode, you are going to be equipped with some of the tools and strategies that you need in order to fight off those negative body image thoughts telling you that your body needs to change before you can care for it, appreciate, or enjoy it well. So stick around for this episode of the Joy-Filled Eater podcast with special guest, Amy Reinecke. Welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater Podcast, the show that helps you cultivate a joy-filled relationship with food, your body, and Jesus. My name is Brittany Braswell, and I'm a Christ-centered registered dietitian and eating disorder recovery coach on a mission to help you break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame so that you can start fueling your physical, mental, and spiritual health all from a place of joy. We'll be spilling the tea on all things diet culture, even in the church. Think of this as your weekly dose of nutrition and body image real talk mixed with biblical encouragement from your Southern bestie. If you love Jesus, are sick of having negative body image, and wish food didn't feel so complicated, then welcome, friend. This show is for you. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and prepare to be challenged. This is the Joyful Eater Podcast. Welcome to another week of the Joy-Filled Eater podcast. We have got Amy Radeke here with us today, and we're going to be digging into a fun and I think very timely topic, considering that we are moving into the Christmas season, we're coming out of Thanksgiving, and there's going to be a lot of conversation around food and body right now. So before we get into that, Amy, welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater. Thanks, Brittany. I'm really excited to be here and connect with your community. Yeah. Well, for those who might not know you yet or have gotten the pleasure to hear from you or listen to your show, give us a little bit of an introduction as to who you are and what you do. All right. So I'm Amy Reinecke. And most importantly, I'm a wife and mom of three. And the work that I do really is uh, rooted from wanting to give my kids something different, something better. Uh, I grew up kind of hating my body, to be honest. It started as an adolescent when I was about 10 years old, and I wanted that narrative to be different for my kids. And so that is what really propelled me into this work. I blog at Love Your Body Well and have a podcast by the same name, and I just really connect with women about uh, learning to love their right now body. And that looks really different for every single woman. I think we all go on different journeys. And I think that for many years, I spent uh, trying to put myself like into a box uh, that diet culture kind of wants to do, put us in this box. And this is what you need to do to look the way that we think you should look. And that narrative started for me, like I said, really young. And so um, it took a lot of unlearning. It took a lot of therapy. Um, I was in eating disorder therapy for... um, Uh, a while as well and have been periodically on and off. But what I've realized uh, is just finding that peace is not like a linear journey, but it's always worth working towards. And I don't pretend to have it all figured out all the time, but I do let people know that um, this is a real and honest struggle for a lot of people. 
and that you are not alone. And that is one of the biggest things that I want people to understand going into this episode, quite honestly, is that the way that you might be feeling about your body today might not be the way that you want to feel. But I can tell you right now is that one, you're not alone in that. And two, you don't have to stay there. And I think oftentimes we feel like I'll never be able to be at peace with my body or I'll never be able to be okay. And the fact of the matter is, is I really do think you can. Um, It just takes some work on your part, quite honestly. So that's a little about me. Yes. And I, it's so important. I think that you mentioned that a couple of things you mentioned there that I, I want to make sure listeners caught is yes, that importance of community. Um, And also you mentioned the journey to really learning to appreciate your body is not linear. Like we expect, we expect this perfect, like over time, it's going to just slowly increase and it's going to be great. We're going to have this, you know, upward sort of motion. And overall, yes, we would love for it to trend like that, but you're going to have days where it's like riding a roller coaster, right? You might have weeks of that or months of that. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't negate the progress you've made. It doesn't mean, oh gosh, well, you know, now I'm just starting over at square one, right? So, um, so I really appreciate you mentioning that because we're really honing in today on what does it look like and how do I go about walking out like from a, from a mindset, but also from a practical standpoint, how do I actually appreciate my right now body so that I can nourish it well, so that I'm not withholding nourishment or withholding some sort of self-care or hygiene or whatever it might be because I don't like my body or because I feel like I have to punish it or make it conform to what I think it needs to be right now. So something that, that I notice that happens a lot with a lot of the, the listeners and a lot of my clients and students is that they do, they kind of push off saying like, I can't appreciate my body right now, or I can't enjoy it until it reaches a certain size or shape. Like I have to, I'm not going to go on that beach vacation until I'm comfortable with my body in a swimsuit. Right. And what do you see Amy happen? Like when women are having these conversations with you when they're like, well, when I get to, you know, whatever pounds or when I get to X size, then I will whatever fill in the blank. What do you see those conversations kind of looking like from your end? So it's really interesting because I myself was there for decades, quite honestly. I myself, um, I'll use the example of putting off having children. I put off having children thinking that I needed to be a certain size before I wanted to let my body get pregnant. And what I'm, what I want to encourage women is that you have one life to live. We get, we get one shot here. We don't get a redo someday. Mm -hmm. And by allowing our bodies to hold us back from the things that we're either meant to do or the things that we want to do, really, I think, takes this experience of life and puts a negative spin on it. And what I have found in recent years, honestly, for kind of like reframing that mindset with myself, is that a lot of the things that I told myself for years I couldn't do, I actually could. And I was letting this Mm. idea that my body wasn't good enough or small enough or fit enough or pretty enough or, you know, fill in the blank. But, but what I've decided is it might not be those things right now. It might not be as thin as I would like it to be. It might not look the way it wants to be. I might not be as comfortable as I want it to be. But what makes that experience even worse is telling myself that I can't do it because of that that just really makes the whole experience that you're wanting to do, but holding yourself back from that much more painful. And I think that 
pain is a really, really important thing to talk about here. A lot of women who have these conversations with themselves about not appreciating their right now body. And I want to, I want to make sure I say here too. So the name of my website, my company is love your body. Well, and I want to recognize that that's really hard to do. And this is kind of twofold. So I'm not just talking about, well, you have to go from like hating your body today directly to loving it. Love your body well is also from a wellness standpoint. What can you do today to care for your body, to nourish it, to give it what it needs, whether that's fuel, whether that's sleep, whether that's movement, whether that's a hug from a friend or a conversation, thinking of it from that. And I think what we do when we're in these seasons that we're looking at our body and we're just, we're like shaming ourselves and saying, well, I can't do the things I want to do because of you. And it's like this, it's like this dagger that we just keep fighting. It's like this cycle that we just can't get out of. I would just ask yourself, take one moment and step outside the cycle. Tell yourself a different story. If you could rewrite the story today, what would that look like? What would you say to that person if you were like on the outside looking in? Would you ever tell a friend, no, you shouldn't go on that beach vacation with your family because you're right. You're not going to want to look at yourself in those pictures. Would you say that? Or would you say, go on the beach vacation, go experience something amazing with your family and the giggles. And yes, there will probably be tantrums or there will be something that happens, you know, that isn't going to be perfect, but I can guarantee you that your family or your friends or whoever you're with, they're thinking about your body far less than you're thinking about it. And so by holding yourself back from these experiences or these things that you want to do in your life, you're the one who is shortchanging yourself. And you're the one who is just kind of you're almost digging this deeper hole of body negativity by not going and doing the things. And what if you just gave yourself some confidence? Okay, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. I might not want to do this because of what my body either looks or feels like right now. But what if it's not as bad as you think it's going to be? Then what? Then what do you have? You have an awesome experience. You have wonderful memories and you have proof that your body does not have to hold you back from the things that you really want to do in your life. And that what if question, Amy, I think is so, so valuable, right? Because it's so easy for us to go, well, what if it looked different? What if it was smaller? What if it was toner? What if I was whatever, fill in the blank? But we don't often shift that question to the other side, right? So we tend to go to like the the worst, the worst case scenario or the negative, like, well, what if this terrible thing happens? And we forget to give the other side of the story equal weight mm-hmm. and say, but what if it doesn't? Or what, what if I go on that beach vacation and make new memories with my kids? What if I take my kids to Disney World and I'm freaking out about wearing shorts in the middle of the summer because I'm not happy with my legs yet. But what if I take them to Disney World? And that's what they're talking about for the next year because we got to do so many things as a family, Mm -hmm. right? So I love so many of the things that you said and how you were talking about how we don't need to let our bodies be the thing that holds us back Mm -hmm. from making memories and experiences, right? There is no weight class. There's no required pant size to enjoy your life and to be present. Right. And so it's really easy for us to let things like that become a distraction. And for those of you listening, it may or may not be 
weight related. This can be anything, right? This is just talking about how do we appreciate our body, right? Whether you have, whether you're in a season where you have braces and you don't always love the pictures that you're in because you see braces. I've been there, done that, right? Maybe, maybe it's a million different things. Maybe like me, maybe you're in the process of like, however many weeks pregnant I am at this point, right? My body is very different Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. going like, okay, well, maybe that does change what my body is either able to do or what feels good, but being able to recognize like, it's okay for your body to be different than maybe what you really want it to be. And that is not a, there's not a qualification for it. It has to meet X, Y, Z criteria in order to appreciate and care for it well. So, so Amy, you've mentioned how like over time your mindset has shifted from this, from this place of like, no, I don't like my body. It's awful to this place where you, you're in a place right now where it sounds like you genuinely do appreciate your body to the point where you can nourish it and take care of it and enjoy it. And that your body isn't one of those things that that holds you back from being able to enjoy time with your kiddos and your husband. So what has that process looked like for you? What are some of the either mindset or tactical things that you've done along the way to help you make that shift from hating your body to really being able to appreciate it well? So the first step that I did was um, just become aware of my self-talk. And I kind of did that uh, not knowing that I was doing that, but I realized that the way that I was talking to myself was really um, adding to the problem. So I started therapy and the first time I went to therapy for uh, like body image and an eating disorder was in 2008. And that was a really painful year, if I'm honest, uh, going through therapy and really coming to terms with why I felt the way I did about my body, what helped that narrative become uh, my inner voice and kind of facing some of those demons. And I recognized that that is really difficult work. That is hard hard work. And I can remember one day specifically, I haven't thought about this in a while, but I was leaving my therapist's office and I think it was just a very, very, very traumatic session that I'd had that day. And I'd worked through quite a bit. And she said to me, I want you to know that a lot of people don't do this work. They give up too soon and they do not see this through. Mm -hmm. And I want you to recognize that I see the work that you're putting in and what you're doing and you're, you're going to get there. It's just going to take time. And so that's my encouragement is one is self-awareness. So good. Becoming really aware with that voice inside your head. And what are you saying to yourself? And two is opening up to somebody. And hopefully that is somebody who is, you know, a licensed therapist or somebody who has, um, you know, just some, some background, I think with either nutrition or, uh, body image or something like if you are really, really struggling with that appreciation of your body, just somebody who can kind of help narrate that. Because what I was also doing was putting myself in circles of people who, who are also, uh, constantly putting themselves down. And what I can tell you is that when you surround yourself with people who are saying the same things that you're saying, you're going to stay focused on the things that likely aren't changing. Like, like we are who we are. And, um, so we can, we can either (laughs) like stay in that kind of like circle that is just honestly, just, it it just sucks the life out of you quite literally. Or we can say, I have to break free of this. And I have recognized that that is really hard. And there have been times 
I don't engage in a lot of those conversations. I try really hard not to. Um, once again, I love that you said it at the beginning, Brittany, that this journey is not linear. There have been very, very, very many times that I've been like, oh my gosh, I'm going backwards. And I'll be really vulnerable here. Um, I received a diagnosis in September of this year that I personally right now I'm really struggling with. Um, and it it has kind of felt like once again, my body feels like it's betraying me a little bit, to be honest. And so this also goes for anybody who is dealing with a diagnosis, like a hidden diagnosis that people can't necessarily see and um, recognize that that's painful too, even if people don't know exactly what you're going through, but that self-awareness of where you are and how can you help yourself. It's taking me a while, to be honest, just to kind of work through this and I finally just had to get really real with my husband and say, I am struggling. Like I am really struggling and I can see myself going back to those old patterns of like using food as my best friend because it's not going to talk back to me and, and tell me, you know, what I don't want to hear. Like it makes me feel good in the moment or whatever. And I've had to like really just once again, I'm doing, I'm doing my own work here. Self-awareness. Okay. What is going on? What is going on is I don't like what I'm having to deal with right now. The future is unknown with what I am dealing with. And so I have to like face this head on. Eating more food is not going to solve my problem. Like it, it's just not like eating past the point of, of fullness is not going to solve the problem. In fact, it might make the problem worse, to be honest. So, and that is not honoring my body, which is a really, really important aspect of this whole thing. Loving your right now body is about honoring your right now body and honoring where it's at. And so it's sometimes looking at it and saying, okay, let's get aware. Like, how are you really feeling? And you might need to grab like a pen and paper and just write it down. And it might be really, really ugly. The words that you might write, you might be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I feel that way about myself, but get it out. There's no shame here. There's no room for shame. There's no room for guilt. You can't go back in the past and change what you've done or what you've said about yourself, but you can start today and you can create a new path for yourself. You can have a new identity in who you are that does not have to be dependent on the size of your jeans or the food on your plate or who you think you should be based on what you look like on the outside. And sadly, I think society tells us is that that's the most interesting thing about us and it's not. It's not. And I'm so tired of women feeling like they have mm. to be who society or who their dad or who their mom or who their sister or who their friend or who their whatever thinks that they should be. And it's time to ask yourself, when do I feel my best? And that doesn't need to be related to weight. And that doesn't need to be related to your nutrition. That can just be asking yourself, do I feel good when I run? If the answer is no, find a different way to move. Do you feel good and nourished when you eat a salad? If the answer is no and you end up with like IBS or like you're in the bathroom because you can't break down like cruciferous veggies, don't eat a salad, like roast some veggies. Like this process of like loving your right now body is so individual. It does not look the same for every yes. person. But we can't ever get to that point that we answer that Say question. Say it again. <laughs> we can't ever get to that, that point <laughs> if we don't have self-awareness. And that, so it has to start with self-awareness. And I just want to say that first step of self-awareness, I get it. If you're listening and you're like, I don't want to know, I don't want to admit it. 
set yourself up in the best way possible. Like, what does that need to look like for you? I would not recommend doing that at a time when you're getting ready to start your period. I would not recommend that at a time of the month that feels really overwhelming. I would not recommend that in a time of the week when you have your schedule is like completely bonkers and you have no time to think about yourself. I would try to get yourself as calm as you possibly can sit down and have a very logical conversation with yourself and ask yourself the important questions. How do I feel? How do I want to feel? What's the story I'm telling myself? And what do I think I need to do right now to make this better? And when you can just have that really honest conversation with yourself and have a true understanding of where you're starting, then I think you, I think deep down we know really what to do to make sure that we can take these steps forward, or you at least know the help that you need to go after to get, but you have to start with self-awareness. You mentioned so many things here that I think give us such a great breakdown on both some mindset and some practical strategies from, from what worked for you. And yes, I know everybody's process is a little bit different. So we're, we're not claiming that like, this is the one right only best way, right? Because it is so individualized. However, I think some things that you mentioned, Amy, that can absolutely be applicable for anyone listening Yes, starting with that self-awareness and knowing, yes, this can absolutely be painful. And so if you start asking yourself some of those questions, I'm like, how do I really feel about my body? What does my body feel like when I eat a certain way or move a certain way or get a certain amount of sleep or at different times of the month, Mm -hmm. right? Those can be really some difficult emotions and thoughts might come up and it is not weakness or failure to go say, I need to talk through this with somebody. It doesn't feel safe for me to even think on it too long. So find a therapist, message, message me or message Amy and come work with us or let us connect you to somebody because there are so many, so many incredible resources that can help you through this process where you, you know that you're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're sitting here telling you, like we both work with women day in and day out. You are absolutely not alone in the struggle if it's hard for you to answer some of those questions, because one thing I find Amy with a lot of, um, a lot of the ladies I work with too, is that avoiding self-awareness feels safe because it keeps you disconnected from your body. Mm -hmm. And when you start actually trying to listen to your body, you don't always know what you're going to get. Right. And sometimes it might just be confusing. And so I think part of that, you also mentioned like getting involved in community and surrounding yourself with people who are not going to be engaging in a lot of that negative body talk Mm -hmm. or negative self-talk. And a lot of people don't know where to start from there. So I will link some resources in the show notes. Like, we have a free Facebook group. Y'all come hang out in the Facebook group. Go hang out, listen to Amy's podcast. Um, There are so many different ways that you can even just start that initial process of finding some community. And this doesn't mean you have to just like cut off every person in your life who engages a diet culture talk, right? Like we're not trying to isolate ourselves, but we do want to be intentional with what community are we surrounding ourselves with. And then hopefully through that process, starting to listen and recognize what are your body's needs while at the same time, this, I'm going to add my extra two cents on this, right? Our bodies are not going to be like, we're not going to accurately know what it's saying every time. Mm-hmm. And even when we do, like I'll give a non-food example and I've given this before, like it's not always um, appropriate. I can't always listen to my body and and honor what it's telling right. me every time. 
because my flesh will lie to me too, yeah. right? Or it may just not be appropriate in the moment, right? Like I love to hit the snooze button and that's when I do that, that is honoring my body's need for more sleep. <laughs> I recognize that I'm tired. I probably went to bed too late when I do it or when I hit snooze multiple times. However, I can recognize that, okay, I'm listening to my body. I recognize it does need more sleep. And in this moment, it might be okay for me. Like one day it might be totally appropriate for me to hit snooze three or four times. Another day it might make me late for a session Mm -hmm. or getting my kids to school. Right. So being able to say, okay, if I can't make an adjustment right now, how can I learn from this so that I can make different decisions moving forward to help my body feel good and to help my mind feel good. And then you also mentioned like get your thoughts or get your feelings, whatever it might be out on paper so you can see them, like get them out of your head. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that because when our thoughts are in our head, that's where they spiral, Oh yeah, right? They, they can't spiral so easily on paper because you have to write them all down. So it's easier um, to at least be able to, when you get them out of your head, you get to actually use your senses for it, right? Like you can see it, you're tangibly writing out what it is. And it's, it's a little easier to take those thoughts captive and to challenge them than when you just let them live rent free in your head, like a bad roommate. Oh yeah. So, well, like how many times do so, we have, do we feel, you know, we might be feeling really overwhelmed about a situation or a circumstance or something that we're going through. And we talk to a friend and we are, and when you get done, you're like, Oh, I just really needed to get that out. And then you feel so much better. It's the same yeah. process and like keeping those thoughts captive in your head what they do is they just grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and they grow uglier too. And they get to a point that we feel like I can't, there's no way that I could ever share that because that feels so ugly to say out loud. And I've said that to my therapist before. I've said that to my husband. I've said that to, you know, close confidants. This feels ugly to say, but I just, I have got to just get this out. I have to say what I'm actually thinking. And then you have that thought because that's what all it is, is a thought. It, it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you're thinking it right. doesn't mean it's true. And so yes. you have to ask yourself, like some of these things that you're, that you're thinking, I think that's why it helps like just to write it out. Ask yourself, is that actually true or is that a feeling? Is that an emotion I'm feeling or is this actual truth? And some of it might be actual truth. It, it might be. And so then you need to like recognize that statement and say, okay, what can be done about it? Can anything be done about it? If something can't be, then that's when the work needs to start of accepting that particular, you know, idea or thought or whatever. Because there are some things that I think that, you know, we we can't do anything about. I have Hashimoto's. Um, that is not something that's going away. That is something that for the rest of my life, I have to honor my body by taking care of myself in a different way than I did before being diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So I can't just say, oh, Hashimoto's is all in your head. And no, you actually don't need to do all these things. No, you actually don't need to get your routine blood work taken. You don't need to see a doctor about it. You don't need to like focus on sleep. I could tell myself that, but that's not honoring my body. And so what do I need to do to honor my body? And at the end of the day, letting those voices like kind of calm down a little bit, I think can be really helpful and getting them out on paper, just having a really objective look at them. And you might look at that piece of paper and be like, oh my gosh, I did not even realize all the things that were floating in my head. 
And so give yourself some grace with that. This can be a very like, um, um, like it can produce a lot of emotions doing something like this. And so be in a safe place. And I would think about somebody that you could maybe talk to, um, if you're not seeing a therapist or something, but somebody you could talk to and talk through this, like if you need to like kind of have that person ready to go. Um, you don't need to be like, Hey, I'm going to do this exercise. And can you be on standby? That's not what I mean. But like, do you have somebody that you can call and say, Hey, I just went through this thing. And like, I'm just processing a lot of emotions. And do you care if I just kind of vent for a little bit about some of these things that I'm feeling. I think that, um, we're not meant to go through life alone. We're not meant to experience pain alone. And I was actually listening, um, to a church sermon this weekend that was talking about like community and, and all of that. And like how we're not meant to experience our pain alone. And I've recently said that to my husband that I feel a little alone because when, when you're out there talking about health and wellness and you're kind of going through your own journey, it can feel um, a little isolating. And Brittany, I don't know if you've been through that, mm-hmm. but it can feel a little isolating because I have to think of the right way and the right time to go about sharing. And if I do want to share, like not everybody has to have a front row seat of your life. And so, but being open that there are people who truly care and there are people who can be there to support you. But I think it starts with making sure that you're surrounding yourself by those by those people from the get-go and knowing that you have that soft place to land and that place to really be authentically yourself and to be, you know, loved and nourished and cared for, for the person that you are, not just for what you look like. And that was a lie I told myself for many years was I was always the fat friend or whatever. And I finally was like, my friends don't care. Like I make such a big deal about what I look like, but my friends aren't like, well, I like Amy because she's thin or I like Amy because she's the big friend. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not having those thoughts and feelings about anybody. So why am I, why am I making my body weight, my body size, my food choices? Why am I making that such a big deal for the people that I'm around? And if you find yourself doing that, I would just ask yourself that same question not everyone has those obsessive thoughts about body and food and everything. Mm -hmm. And if you are feeling obsessive about it, I really do recommend you finding um, a therapist, a counselor, maybe a registered dietitian who um, has, you know, uh, background with eating disorders or body image. I know that that work is tough, but I can tell you that where I am today is light years where I was when I started in 2008. I mean, I could barely like look at myself in the mirror and that was hard. And now today I will, I will have those moments of sadness that I thought this was going to look different, or I thought I wasn't going to have to struggle with these things. And I never wanted to be at war with my body. And so I recognize that there's pain there, but you don't have to stay there. And it doesn't have to be the story that you continue to tell yourself. You can, even if your body looks different, even if you have a diagnosis that you never thought you would have to deal with, even if, um, having children changed your body and and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't even recognize myself or maybe the inability to have children. If you, if you're having fertility issues and you feel like I'm alone in this too. And it might, it's not always a way that your body is looking. It's a way that your body might not be responding the, the way that you want it to respond. I just want to say, I hear you and I see you and you are not alone. And there are so many women out there who are experiencing all different kinds of those emotions. And when we can come together and lean on each other, 
I think that's, that's where we heal. That's where healing is found is when we can open up and say, you're not alone in this journey. I might not know exactly everything that you're going through, but I, I know pain and it might not be your pain, but I know pain and I understand it. And I'm going to be here and walk with you in it. And if you have a friend like that, if you have a family member like that, cherish them because they are few and far between and they're like gold here on this earth. I I just keep hearing in our conversation, but I feel like so much throughout the the last month or so is maybe this is because of the holiday season or something else, but I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations on the podcast and off about the importance of community. So we've actually got a whole episode coming out. The last episode of the year is all on community and the importance of it and how to find it and where to go about it. And Amy, you have just spoken to so many of the reasons why we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that we that we know that we're not alone. Like we were not made to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that are valuable about having those people. We may not always have one person who can support all of our needs, right? You may have a spouse or a loved one in your home that wants to be your support and cheerleader, but maybe isn't the right person to give you accountability, 100%. right? Maybe you have somebody else that that understands a little bit more about what you're going through, whether they've been through the exact same thing or not, but that can kind of call you up and call you out mm-hmm. and give you the accountability that you need. And then sometimes you just need somebody that's going to sit there and listen. Yeah. That like dads, if we have any dads, brothers, husbands listening, like <laughs> I just had a conversation at the time of this recording not too long ago, I was at the In His Image 2023 conference and we had a men's panel. Um, and a couple of the men there said, I finally just realized that, you know, my daughter or my wife didn't need me to be Mr. Fix-It. They didn't need me to just sit there and give them all of the, here, do this to try to feel better or get better. They just needed somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think so often, whether it's men or women alike, sometimes we just need somebody just to listen. And know that like, even if we haven't been through the same thing, that like we're there for them. So Amy, I feel like you've given us so many incredible nuggets of wisdom and great food for thought to just have some questions to ask ourselves when it comes to figuring out how do we nourish ourselves well and not just our bodies, but like nourish your soul, nourish your spirit, because we're more than just a body. We want to appreciate our bodies well but we also, there's, there's other things that we need to nourish in order to be able to do that and community and support all of those things being one of them. So do you have any final words of wisdom? Um, and then I would love for you to share also how listeners can connect with you if they'd like to learn more about you or the podcast. So any, any final words and then let us know how we can touch base. I think I just want you to know that you are not alone and that you are worthy of the work that it takes to heal your relationship with yourself, with your body, with food, with your past, whatever that looks like. Because that work that you do is bigger than just you. It passes down to the generation. It passes down to those around you that you love, to your kids, to your friends. Um, That was something that I was not prepared for when I did open up about my journey is the people who have come out of the woodwork, people I know, I mean, people who I've been connected to for years and them saying to me, you healing your body has helped me be on a journey to heal mine. And thank you. 
for being open and honest about where you're at because it's helped me be open and honest where I am. And that takes bravery and that takes strength. And I'm not telling everybody that they need to go start a blog (laughs) or a podcast or anything like that. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. Um, If you do, I can help you do that so you can reach out for sure. But uh, that's not (laughs) what I'm like telling you that you have to do. Uh, because I think that big work like this can be done in small, intimate conversations as, as much as it can be done on a bigger platform as well. But I think that, um, change has to start with you and in your heart and that self-awareness. And I just want you to hear today that you are worth that work. And I know that it's tough, but if you want somebody to bounce ideas off of, um, I'm here. You can email me. You can find me on Instagram. I will have Brittany put those in the show notes, but essentially it's love your body well. And I also have a weekly podcast that releases every Monday morning. So you can start your week off um, focused on a happy and healthy way to nourish and care for your body. And I would love for you to uh, check out some of those podcast episodes. And Brittany, thanks for letting me come on today and sharing my truth and my journey a little bit with your, with your community, because I think it's important, um, to do that. So thanks. It's an honor to be here today. Well, thank you so much for joining us here, Amy. And thank you to all of you who are here with us listening another week. Um, I just want to thank you again and appreciate you guys. Cause I know you could be listening to any number of shows right now. And I appreciate you spending your time with us here today. And I hope that you have taken some great value from today's conversation. I know that I have, um, and I know how encouraging it was for me even. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And until next time, friends, as always, may you be filled with joy and abound in hope. Do you feel encouraged or inspired to take your next steps toward food and body freedom after listening to today's episode? If so, would you take 30 seconds to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It's the absolute best way to support the show and share what you're loving about it so that we can continue to spread the word and serve you with even more incredible topics and special guests. If you want even more free support on your food freedom and body image journey, then make sure you get on our VIP list right now. As a VIP insider, you'll get bonus podcast content from me every Tuesday to help you press forward on your food freedom journey. And you'll have the opportunity to submit requests for the topics and guests you want to hear from on the show. To get on that list right now, just head to brittanybraswellrd.com slash VIP or find the link in today's show notes. And lastly, if you're tired of trying to Google your way to better body image or food freedom, I have something for you. We have a course suite that can help you take your next steps. So whether you're looking for a Christ-centered approach to overcoming disordered eating, wanting to improve your body image without all the worldly affirmations and self-esteem myths, or you just need a little guidance to boost the nutritional value of your meals and snacks at home, I've got you covered, friend. Head to brittanybraswellrd.com DIY to check out our signature courses and find the one that best fits what you need right now. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. I'll see you next time on the Joyful Eater Podcast.